And so let me, let me just read uh, a scripture from the Gospel of John, chapter 20. And if you, if, you're, uh, if you haven't done it, the Gospel of John, chapter 19, 20, it talks about the, uh, the crucifixion and the resurrection. And it's just as good to read that. It's hard to read it, you know, when you realize the suffering of Christ. But there's great hope in reading it. If you're sitting here today and you think you could never be good enough to be a part of the kingdom of God, you totally miss the power of the cross. It's not about you being good. It's not about you being good enough. None of us are good enough. But Jesus qualifies us. And because he sacrificed his life, right, that, that is what justifies us. That's the only thing that justifies us. But with that sacrifice, without the resurrection, he would have been another great teacher. But because he literally overcome the grave, all of a sudden it, it, it causes, it should cause you and I to pay attention. So let me, let me tell you the, the reality of what happened here. So Jesus is crucified. They, they bury him in a tomb. They put a stone over the tomb as, as the custom was in Israel at the day. And they put guards out there because uh, uh, the Romans were so afraid that uh, of his fame. So they guarded the tomb with gu- and, and they had a stone rolled away or rolled there in front of it and uh, uh, it's, the Bible says the first day of the week Mary comes to the tomb before light and the stone was moved. She looked inside and the body was gone. And she was grieving like so many of you know what it is like to grieve to lose a loved one. She was grieving. And, and she ran back to her friends, to John and, and Peter, and said, hey, they took his body, they moved him, they, did. they, had, they had no concept of what, what God was doing. Sometimes you can get so spun up in our own grief and, and not realize that God is doing a miracle in our midst. And so he, they go back, and she tells Peter and John, and they take off for the tomb. And they get, they get in there, and sure enough, just as she said, the stone was rolled away. John looks in. He didn't dare go in. Peter, being who he was, he busts in. And sure enough, the body's gone. And, and uh, then John comes af- after him, and, and, and the, the Scripture says there was the head covering, the napkin that was over Jesus' face was folded up. Tell your kids, Jesus makes his bed, okay? Right? He takes care of stuff. He didn't just rip out of there and throw it around, you know. He folded it up. So, and the idea, when John saw that, he said, wait a minute. He said, something's happened here. There's a miracle. Did he really raise? And and, and John begins to believe, like, wow, there's something going on here that I that we've never seen before. Peter didn't, he's like, no, they're still uh, uh, engulfed in his grief. He couldn't even hope to have uh, uh, that belief. And so they went away from that encounter and, and just shaking their heads, still confused. And, and, and uh, uh, Mary goes back to the tomb, and she's there, and uh, she sees two angels. And who she thought was a gardener and said, hey, listen, wh- where'd you take his body? Just let me know. 
you know, I want, I want to, you know, I, I'll take them from here. You can imagine the depth of her grief. And, and she turns around and there's Jesus and she didn't recognize him. And she said, did you take his body? And uh, just tell me where he is. And when he mentioned her name, uh, here's the deal. This is either the greatest uh, uh, just joke. This is either, you know, some fable that was just intricately planned or this is real. This is not just religious thought. The reality of that event, it happened. And, and so the, the understanding, this woman hears her name called by somebody that she just witnessed die. And let me tell you what, that'll change your life. When, when, when Jesus, and I, I'm telling you, when Jesus calls your name, that changes your life. And so, she sees him. She runs back to the group, to his disciples, and said, he's alive. You know what they said? I don't think so. No, I I don't know if I believe that. And it wasn't long after Jesus shows up in the room. And man, oh man, he shows him the scar. He shows his friends the scars, and they are absolutely stunned. I mean, it would be difficult to believe nobody had ever, ever done that before. You want want to believe that that Christianity is just one of the religions of the world. You're missing out on... I know there are religions of the world, but but, uh, Buddha didn't raise from the dead. Hare Krishna, you can't have a relationship with. Uh, you name Mohammed or any of, of those that, are, that were leaders of, of great religious movements. They are dead and gone. But the difference about our Savior is He is alive today. That He is able, we are able to have a relationship with Him. That's a life changer. If you have an idea that these are just nice stories... You're missing out on something that's absolutely incredible and life-changing. So, so they, they, uh, they have this encounter with Jesus, and then I get to where I'm going to read. In John chapter 20 and verse number 24, it says, Now Thomas, and I'm reading from the New King James Version, it says, Now Thomas called the twin. One of the twelve was not with them when Jesus came. I don't know what he was doing, but he, he wasn't there when Jesus came into the room. And the other disciples therefore said to him, we have seen the Lord. And he said to them, unless I see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of his nails and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now I'm going to I just know knowing humanity, and this is not an indictment or, or how you're bad and we're good and any of that, but there's some of you that you're not going to believe this until you see it. And that, that's, listen, in the day that we live, that's tragic. 
Because you're going to miss, you're missing out on something that's absolutely incredible. And it takes a level, uh, uh, it takes that, that step of faith for this thing to unfold in your life. And what I'm looking for today, what I'm hoping for, is that blast that you're going to get. It it causes you to be shaken to a place where you look toward Him. That's all. I don't. We don't need to seal a deal, close close it out today. All I, all God wants for you is to to take a step toward Him. I'm telling you, you take one step. Watch out, because He can make up a lot of ground quick. How many times has he done that for us, for you, for me? Doesn't matter how far away from him you get, you turn one and take one step toward him, and it seems like, bam, there he is. It's just the way and who he is. So, so uh, here, here's uh, what Thomas says. He said, I, I just won't believe. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas with them. Jesus came, uh, the, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst. Now that that kind of freaked me out. We got the door shut. Dogs aren't barking. All of a sudden, there's Jesus. He shows up. And uh, he says, peace. I, I got to tell you something. You know what God desires for you and me is peace. In the midst of all the turmoil of life, he, man, it, it is something that God, it, it's a default setting of the life of somebody who's in Christ. It's, we have peace. So he says, peace to you. And then he turns around and looks at Thomas. Now, can you imagine being Thomas at that moment? I'd have been trying to find a place to hide. Is there a chair I can crawl under? The thing of it is, you get this idea about Christ as if he's this uh, uh, incredible judge that wants to uh, belittle you and put you down. And, And the shame that you feel, he wants to magnify it. But that's not who he is. That is not his nature. Those that, that brought a woman caught in the act of adultery, just filled with shame, they're wanting to judge and stone her. And he, he looks at me and said, okay, if you're without sin, cast the first stone. Pretty soon it was just him and her. He does not, in an encounter with you, he never shames us. He never embarrasses us. We're embarrassed of some of the things of our past, but I'm telling you what, because he's already covered us, he's not even ashamed of us over that. And so Thomas, I guarantee you, when he sees Jesus, he kind of maybe hyperventilates a little bit. I mean, you see a guy die brutally, you expect him to stay dead, don't you? I mean, no, I'm not criticizing the man. You just you, that's the expectation. Dead, dead. Nobody's ever come back. I mean, Jesus called Lazarus out of the grave and called different ones out of the grave, but nobody overcame that grave by themselves. And so he then he said to Thomas, Thomas, reach your, your finger here and look at my hands. And reach your hand here and put it into my side. And do not be unbelieving, but believing. 
And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Let me just finish this chapter because it's relevant. It said, Truly, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written that you may believe. Let me, let me emphasize that. These are written that you, you, you may believe. That's why. You say, well, it's just a, it's a crazy old book. No, this is an eyewitness account of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And, and it's there so that you might believe that Jesus uh, uh is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in His name. Thank God for John that took the time to write as a witness of what happened that day. Now, again, I'm going to say, this is either one of the most cunningly devised fables in the history of man, or it's real. This is not just religious speak. Let me tell you the difference between, and, and I, I just thinking about that. There's a difference between what I believe and faith. I believe, I believe the sun's going to come up tomorrow morning. Is that quite a stretch? I mean, it's only been doing it for, for I don't know, at least... In my lifetime, 60-some years, probably doing it before that, right? So I believe that's going to happen. I believe that the seasons eventually are going to change after the snowfall. I believe it's going to get warmer. Was that much of a stretch? No, because I've experienced that in my life. I believe those things. And you're going to say, well, you're crazy for believing. I believe I'm going to eventually open the pool. You know, I, why? Because that's my experience, right? Faith is an entirely different thing. Faith is, is the substance of things hoped for. Okay, there's things coming in my future that I have faith about. One day I am going to leave this flesh and cross from this life to the next. And I have not experienced that. I don't know anybody that has talked to me that has experienced that except for by God's Word. And so I live by faith in the hope of what's coming. That's a faith act. But I'm here to tell you today, I believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I, I mean, say, well, how can you believe in something you haven't seen? Be, well, i got to tell you, if I believe Jesus' word, I'm more blessed. Because blessed are those that believe and have not seen. If you're here today and you're going to need to see it and you're going to have to be like Thomas and put your hand in the prince and put your hand into his side, I'm telling you, and I'm not saying this for any other reason, but I've, you can mark it down as true. You will see him. You're going to see him. There is going to come that moment in time, wherever it is, that he is going to be before you, and you're going to say, okay, now I believe. 
He's given us an incredible opportunity right here, right now, to believe. So why, why? Here, here's I'm trying to put it together. Why would I believe? Okay, so briefly, as brief as possible, I'm going to tell you my story. I've always known there was a God, right? i got to believe everybody in here believes God exists, right? Either that or you're here for the Easter eggs. Okay, and we'll, we'll let you out in a few minutes and you can go get those. But the idea, most of you in here have a, 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 a belief that God exists. You, you know why? And God love them. But the Bible says a fool in his heart has said there is no God. Right? God exists. You can't have something as complex as what we're living in right now so, so uh, intricately designed without there being a designer. Right? Just use your head for a minute. Oh, no, this was all a mistake. Well, I, mistakes don't come out quite like this. I've made mistakes. But the idea of, of that intelligent design, so as a young kid, I never, I never went to Sunday school, never went to church, never prayed a prayer over a meal. I never, it was never talked about at all. But in my heart of hearts, I said, there is a God in heaven. Why that faith was gifted to me. And, and as it began to unfold in my life, uh, uh, fortunately, I came up upon somebody who witnessed to me. They were a witness of the reality of Christ. They told me the story. I thought, well, sounds like a good story. I don't know if I believe it. I don't know if I believe it, but I, okay, that's a good story. And, but, but as time went on, what happens is God draws you. You don't choose him. He chooses you. And he draws you in incrementally. It's not like it's not an all or nothing. He draws you little by little. And you might be, you know, 15 when he draws you, and you might be 55. It might be your birthday at 50, and, and, and he's drawing you. You know, there is no right or wrong time, but God drawing, he uses events in our life to declare his reality. And so as a young man, God, I felt that draw and that pull toward him. And, and I, 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 I began to examine uh, what the witnesses said about him. And I dared, I dared to believe it to be true. It started out as faith for me. It started out as, man, I, I can't hardly reach it. There, there's no evidence of it. But, but as I... As I uh, 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 position myself in life and, 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 and propel toward him. It went from a, this faith that was, you know, you can't reach it. You can't hardly touch it, but you're hoping it. I was hoping it was true at first. Really, I was hoping it was true. But then one day, you know what happened? He showed up. In my life, I mean to tell you, he showed up to the degree it was like, okay, this is no longer faith, but this is the reality that there is a God in heaven that cares enough about me to want to have that relationship. I'm like, and, and as I grew in a relationship with him, the reality of that, I look back in my life and I said, 
wait a minute. That was you back there. You know what he said to me? He, okay, I'm not on medication, and those of you there, he talked to me. God doesn't talk. I'm telling you what, if you believe, if you believe, how many of you have had God talk to you? What, not be, you you're not going to do it. You know, it's not going to happen. There's the progression of faith. You're here today. I believe you have faith. You're here today, you know, maybe with religious ideas, but you've got to get to the place where your faith becomes absolute belief, and it becomes a foundation that you can stand on. And then from there, I'm going to tell you something. He continually shows himself to be real. He's more real. This is crazy talk, but I told you I got one shot. He's more real than what you see around us. You say, oh, no, that can't be all right. Anybody here have ever been through the tragedy of a fire? Losing stuff in your home, right? Just, where did all that stuff go? I mean, it was there, and all of a sudden, it's just ash. It's gone. Do you know, realize everything in our life is temporary? Look around at the people. I got a list of 20 we just read. They're, they're not here right now. Every other relationship is temporary. The relationship that we establish because we believe in Christ, that just it brings about such an incredible stability. Yeah, yeah, it's just your religious thought. No, no, no. No, it's not. It has nothing to do. I think religion has been a, just caused the world to have confusion. But the reality of Jesus is life-changing. The reality of Jesus is, is, is stability. He said it's a rock that you can build your life on. You can't build your life on something that you cannot feel with substance. And so, I say it again. John, finishing this chapter, he says, he says, and truly Jesus did many other signs in, in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book, but these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ. What do you believe? What do you believe? Well, I, I believe, you know, you know the, the religion I was brought up in, okay, why? And I'm, I, I'm not criticizing anybody. Well, because it's tradition. It's tradition. It's family tradition. Well, you know what you need? You need, a, you need somebody that's had an encounter with Jesus to be a witness. This isn't just a good life to live. This is the reality of a relationship that he wants to have with you. And because of the resurrection, we can have it. Stand with me. <clears throat> Thank the Lord. Well, you got both barrels, right? 
But next time I'm coming, you, you come, I'm going to have an extended clip. Man, I just, I get excited about, here, here's what I get excited about. Uh, I, I, I am excited about what he's done for me, but I get excited about what he could do for you if you let him. That, that, that just drives me. I don't, I don't do this because I, I chose this as, as a career path. I do it because he called me to be a witness. You know, we, we, we did this so that, that people could come in and, and, and not just have a, an idea about some religious uh, figure, but have a, 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 an encounter with the living God that would cause you to believe. How many of you want to believe? Come on, I want to believe. Sometimes, and it's okay, it's okay to be at that place of faith where, and wherever God's leading, it's okay to be in a place where I just don't know. It's okay to be like Thomas and say, man, I just, I don't get it. That's impossible. Unfortunately for us in the day that we live, the only time you're going to see him is when you leave this body. That's when you're going to, do you know this? And I, I'm telling you, every unbeliever, every atheist, every, every it says every knee is going to bow. Everybody's going to see him. We're going to see him. What I've chose to do a long time ago is I chose to bow now and not wait till then. I, I chose, I, I chose to believe at least, at least that act of faith to turn toward him. And as I turn toward him, God, he, he just honors faith. Here's the way not to do it, and I'm done. Somebody say, well, if God's going to sh- you know, reveal himself to me, he better just show up where I'm at. Good luck with that. Because the Bible says he resists the proud, and he gives grace to the humble. He said, man, there's nothing more powerful than a prayer that's prayed. Father, would you just show me? Would you just show me? And so today, as we go about our day and go about the festivities out there, the, the important part of this is the reality of the resurrection of Jesus Christ and His desire to show you. Father, I speak that today in Jesus' name. That every heart here, that, that every... Uh, issue that they brought through the door. Lord, you are a hope. You are our hope. God, I thank you, Jesus, for the reality of the resurrection that just gives us joy beyond this life. All you desire to do in every soul here, God, as this world just spirals into craziness, you are a rock. You are stability. You are security. You are reality to those that believe. So I speak that belief upon us. The process, God, in each and every life here, of drawing near to you. I speak that today. In the name of Jesus. We're going to sing another song. There is nothing like talking to him yourself. We're all going to be worshiping. Close your eyes if you've never lifted your hand or if you just want to bow your head. But just, would you talk to him? Hey, TV doesn't talk back.
because he does. Let's worship together.